Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Another misconception that some of us have had is, is that you know God did everything and it was perfect and then Adam screwed it up and then God had to come up with a plan B. Well, what kind of God is he if he needed plan B? I mean, is he omniscient, all-knowing, or not? If he's all-knowing, he didn't need plan B. He's still working plan A. And that's the reality. It was Jesus' plan from the beginning. God does not have a plan B. He doesn't need one. Today, Pastor Robert reminds us that God is omniscient and all-knowing. He is still working plan A and has everything under control. When you feel like things are not going as planned, remember that plan A is in action and God's ways are perfect and pre-planned. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with part four of today's message from the book of Hebrews, chapter one. I knew that I was pretty selfish, pretty impatient, kind of hard to get along with. And I know that's hard for you to believe. (laughs) Just ask her. She'll... Unfortunately, she'll confirm that that's true. But as I wrestled with it and God gave me peace about moving forward and that he was going to work in my life and, and all of these things, that here's, here's the thing. What I realized that it was important, it is important, that I allow God to work in me and change me and that I allow my son to know me. Not the man I wish I were, but the man I am as I become the man he's making me. Do you understand? Men, do you understand that? See, I, I, I've, I've said it before. You know, I, grew, I only saw the dad that my dad wanted me to see. And he thought that was the dad to present. You know, that's the man to present. You know, present the man you wish you were to your children. That's the good example. I know cops that are like that. You know, they, the language they use out on the street is unbelievable but not at home, not in front of my children. So you're an actor at home, this is what you're saying. Really? That's the example you want to give? Hypocrisy? Pretend? No, no, no. Just be who you are, but let God work in you and grow you and change you and mature you and develop you and perfect you and complete you and let your sons watch that process and they'll learn how to become men. Because let's face it, we all start out as boys. Some of us stay that way. 
till we die, right? And some let God work. The Bible says here, verse 2, says that Jesus made the worlds. But you know, the wording of this is actually that he organized it. What, what the, Greek, the Greek text says that he arranged the eons. He, he who arranged the ages. He ordered the ages. And, 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 and let me break it down for you. I, I think what he's saying is that it's his plan. He's the architect of human history. You know, another misconception that some of us have had is, is that, you know, God did everything and it was perfect and then Adam screwed it up and then God had to come up with a plan B. Well, what kind of God is he if he needed plan B? I mean, is he omniscient, all-knowing, or not? If he's all-knowing, he didn't need plan B. He's still working plan A. And that's the reality. It was Jesus' plan from the beginning that we would be allowed to choose and our choices wouldn't be great and he would fix it himself because we would be incapable. And, that, and that's what's going on now. And, and see, so if, you, if you'll cooperate with him, he'll finish what he started. He said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Right now, you don't really look that much like him. None of us do. But he will do that. If you'll cooperate, he's the one who ordered the ages. He's the one who prepared the plan. He's the architect. He who created the worlds, who devised the plan, who organized the ages, stepped into it so that we could know him and so that we could be perfected, completed. If, if we want that. You know, Jesus said when he was physically walking the earth, there were those who... Basically, we're saying, we don't need your help. He said, fine, I came for those who did. The sick need a doctor. I'm here for those who understand that they're sick and need a doctor. If you don't need that, then fine. Just don't hinder me from serving those who do. We can learn a lot from that too, by the way, as we look at our world today. You and I are incapable of fixing unbelievers. All we can do is introduce them to the Creator if they don't want to meet him, that's their choice. He gave them that ability to say no. Do you understand? We get ourselves into so much trouble when we expect tigers to behave like house cats. Does that kind of make sense? Unbelievers are going to behave like unbelievers. They don't have any choice. They, they, don't, they don't have the Holy Spirit of the living God living inside them. Now, maybe that's you today. God offers to move in and change you from the inside out, and unless He does it, it won't happen. You can't do it yourself. But what this book tells us is that now we can approach Him personally. We go straight to Him. We don't, we don't have to go to Mary. You don't have to come to me. We don't have to go to a priest. You don't have to go to a statue. That doesn't work. Just go to Him. Go to Him. No fear. He's not angry with you. He's, he, he, it's not that. It, he wants you to come. You know, we talk about the fact that it's not a religion. Christianity is a relationship. And Jesus didn't die to create a new religion. Jesus went to the cross and suffered so that we can have a relationship with God. Now, here's my question to you who know him. 
Are you actually relating with him day by day? Are you relating with him day by day? Do you talk to him every day? Do you expect him to answer you? To actually engage with you? To give you answers from the Bible? To, to give you answers to your questions? And Are you interacting? Are you relating with Jesus? In Christ, God is knowable. You know, last week, we, uh, this banker that we've been talking with in Jacksonville actually flew down here. He came to church last week, and, and, um, and it was so interesting. As he came in, he, the thing that impacted him the most was Raul out in the lobby out there. And, and so, you know, those of you who know Raul, he's all big smile. He's always got a bright face, big smile on his face, greeting people, welcoming people. And that really impacted Keith, our prospective banker. He's like, man, what a great welcome. You know how important that is in a church? Because, I mean, what are we here for? We're here to represent our Father. And he went to great lengths to make himself knowable. I remember as a young man going to a a church, and again, this is a story I've told many times. It was, a, it was actually a church basketball game, but they stopped. They wouldn't let me in the door. They stopped me at the door. I was 14 years old, 15 years old maybe. My hair was too long. Yes, I did have hair. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was shoulder length, you know, 70s. And, and this, this older guy, he's like, nope, you're not coming in here. Get a haircut. Storming outside, you know, thunderstorm. My baby sister was already in the gym. My parents had dropped me off, and they were headed home 30, 40 miles away and totally misrepresenting the heart of God. Do you understand that? Totally misrepresenting the heart of God. I had an usher a few years ago. One of our ushers was telling me, you know, that, that he had stopped a guy from coming in the church because he was drunk. And I said, no, don't stop them. Bring them in. But he's drunk. Well, as long as he's quiet and drunk, that's okay. The issue is, is not the drunkenness. As long as he behaves himself, as long as there's no disruption. Sometimes people, you know, they get, you know, either happy or angry, you know, when, when they're inebriated. Well, no, we're not going to allow disruption. But, hey, for some reason, this drunk came to church. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not, not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.